Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Ghirelli, Italy's premier rosary designer, creates beautiful heirloom quality rosaries for every season and celebration. Hundreds of unique rosaries honoring Jesus, Mary, and the saints await you at Ghirelli.com. With CMF Curo, you don't have to compromise your faith to get great health care. Finally, there is a pro-life option that respects and engages your Catholic faith with a community that supports you in living health care fully alive. Learn more at mycatholichealthcare.com slash podcast. Introducing the redesigned catholicsingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used catholicsingles.com and the reimagined catholicsingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, catholicsingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. How does giving up sweets get me closer to Christ? The purpose of giving something up, it's really about controlling that desire in the small things so that in the bigger things, you can also turn away from that. I know what keeps me from Christ. It's fear. It's anxiety. It's not trusting in Him. How do you give up those things? Good morning, everybody. This is Jeff. Hey, everyone. This is Chad, and you're listening to the Catholic Dads Podcast. Welcome. Welcome back. How you doing, Chad? I am doing great, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good. So in the spirit of continuing the directed banter warm-up, uh, did you have a topic for the banter this morning? I don't have a banter topic. Oh, Do so you? I, I just inspired by the uh, shirt you're wearing, Chad, why don't we talk about sports as Catholic dads? Hey. What, what, uh, what thoughts do you have on that? Are you a sports guy? Let's start with that. Yeah, I um, love the Astros, Mm -hmm. as I am sporting my Astros shirt. Love the Dallas Cowboys. And, um, you know, sports in general. Mm -hmm. I I think it's a good, I think it's good. I think it has a, um, you know, when you think about what does it mean for the grander scheme, especially like baseball, you know, just baseball is such a, I don't know, you can almost look at baseball with some religious undertones, (laughs) undertones, <laughs> maybe not football, but, but baseball, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people even speak with reverence of parks like they would speak of beautiful cathedrals. Yeah. No, I, the, uh, the recent Astros, you know, uh, successes and stuff has just been is super fun to get back into it and, uh, coffee's ready. Um, yeah. no, I think you're right. Baseball has a, a really cool, maybe unique to any other sport throwback nostalgia that's just part of it right and uh what's when we started really getting into the astros and started getting back one of the things that surprised the kids was there's no clock and so that's part for me that's a great part of the nostalgia is that there's no clock in baseball right that everything else in our world is on a timeline everything else in our world is scheduled everything else you know but then you go to a baseball game or you go to the baseball park and it's like "Ah, it'll get done when it's done you know um so no i've always I've always thought that was cool. Baseball, it does have a, even just going and and watching the Astros in Minute Maid Park, there's like this kind of weird nostalgia about going to watch that game. And I've never been to a a live football game, but I imagine it's not, it's just not the same. I know there's like the history and the nostalgia of football and, 
you know, the Vince Lombardi and, and oh, all yeah. that is, is very, very present, right? And certainly the Cowboys have a, a deep and rich heritage. Um, but, yeah, you're right. There's something different about baseball. Yeah. And I think just, you know, looking at, at what, we, what you can teach, what you can, you know, not just kids, but, I mean, everybody can learn, I think, from, like, the teamwork of any team sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely worth instilling. So uh, we had the kids, you know, we don't have them in, in the programs anymore, but you know, they've, they've each down to, down to Dylan. So Quinn hasn't participated in any, anything mm-hmm. from, from his, you know, he's young, but they've all participated in team sports like YMCA Yep. and, um, Evan and Elliot have done some other on the football side. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, it's good. It's, it's a good learning experience of um, teamwork, mm-hmm. you know, working together to achieve a common good, a common goal. Um, and it translates into other areas of life. You know, we go to work every day. We work as part of a team. Yep. You know, um, in the family unit, you're, you're a team. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that, but yeah. So I think that sports are a great way that we can instill in our kids that, you know, this is, you know, you, you have a contribution to make. And then without your contribution, you know, maybe something doesn't get done. Maybe it doesn't get done as well. It gives you the, the you know, uh, encouragement to like strive to do your best and mm-hmm. things like that versus, you know, an individual sport. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and of course I know that there are individual sports as well, which I love. I love equally. Right. I love running and running yeah. is <laughs> totally an individual sport for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess there's like relay races and stuff like that where you're on a team, but you know, like just for the fitness, you know, aspect, mm-hmm. um, running would be a, you know, you're setting a goal for yourself and then you're going to try to achieve that goal. I, I love sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our kids do swim and they've always done the swim team and, uh, just here locally, almost every neighborhood has their own summer swim team. And the cool thing about swim team is it's kind of both. So there's a team score that is, you know, accumulated and and added up for all the events over the course of the day. But then the kids really have a a sense of their own, um, you know, uh, uh, competition internally as well. So, you know, yeah, it's a race and you're, you've got people to either side of you that are pushing you to go a little bit faster. So from that standpoint, it's, you know, it's competitive and you're doing it as a team, but you know, there's not another team member on, in the pool at the same time, unless you're talking about relay again. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's not like the the baseball or football kind of interactions or hockey, you know, where you're pa- passing one uh, thing to the next and all the way around the court. So from that standpoint, we've always liked swim too because it's really, you know, our kids are, are never in the heats that actually would put points on the board, um, yeah. you know, but they're, they're still every week they can see if their score is a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and then they have, um, you know, different competitions at the end of the summer so if you have a, a qualifying time for like all stars, then you get to go to the extra swim meet, and most of our kids have at least gone to one of those. And we always make that a big deal. We always buy the T-shirt and always do the kind of thing as an individual reward, uh, which is kind of fun. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good, good enough. Good, good start. Good start. Good start. Yeah, I think, oh. I think I'm warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so the topic for today, given that this is the first Friday of Lent. Um, we'll be on Lent and I guess Lent and sacrifices because we both had some different thoughts on yeah. that this week. Um, I was just thinking, I was joking around, it's almost like meme level humor, right? But you know, why is uh, why is Ash Wednesday start on Wednesday and, and not Monday, Chad? Do you know? <laughs> well, I know why Ash Wednesday theologically. Is, I know why Ash Wednesday is on Wednesday, right? You know, 
counting counting back forty days, not counting Sundays from mm-hmm. Easter. It's so I, Wednesday. I think it was God's uh, great gift to us that when you start your sacrifice on Ash Wednesday, you only have to wait four days until Sunday comes around for the first week, and then the <laughs> second week you have to sacrifice all the full week. Okay, so so this is a great um, a great time to just interject a, a thought of conflicting opinions mm-hmm. of people maybe who are listening, and that is the tradition of. Whatever your Lenten sacrifice is, you you are able to do it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I grew up that that was how we did it. Right. You gave up candy, you know, as a kid, gave up candy, you yep. know, gave up gum, whatever. So all through the week, you can't chew gum. On Sunday, you could chew gum. Mm-hmm. And so as a convert, when you came in to the church, how was Lent? In your parish that you came, you went, came in, in in Colorado, Colorado, right? Yeah. No, I, um, it seems like we didn't hear the Sunday, uh, Sunday celebration, if you want to call it that way, until we got here. So I seem to remember we did, um, I think we did the 40 days from Ash Wednesday to Palm Sunday. And then the sacrifice, you didn't have to sacrifice the final week of Easter from Palm Sunday to Easter. <laughs> uh, um, that's a new twist. <laughs> and I think that, but, and weirdly, I think the numbers still add up because you get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which would be five. Because Good Friday, of course, is its own day. But then those four days plus Good Friday or whatever. You're talking about the triduum? Like not, not once the triduum starts, then Lent is over. Yeah, it seems like maybe it was the week before the tritium. But that's, uh, that's, you know, don't quote me on that. No, I I think the, but we had the, I I remember having the debate here in Kingwood (laughs) way after we had converted when we were here, right? That, oh, you know, Sundays you can celebrate. And I, you know, I think that's, I I think that's the official, I think Father TJ even said that on Ash Wednesday, right? In in his homily that, you know, Sundays are a day of celebration. And, And I like the idea behind that and the theology behind that, which is every Sunday is really a mini Easter. Yes. And so... Um, you know, we're called to celebrate um, life in Christ on Easter and you wouldn't go to, or it would be awkward if you went to a big wedding feast and sat there with your, uh, your arms crossed and a <laughs> bit of a scowl on your face and, and let everybody know you were fasting, right? Yeah. Um, so that would be awkward. So I think that, I think it makes sense. I like that. I think the, uh, the danger, of course, is we were talking to the kids and I'm teaching confirmation this year. And so I had this conversation in confirmation as well, is that Sunday doesn't give you an excuse to be a glutton either. Mm-hmm. And so when we look forward to, you know, whatever it is you're giving up, when Sunday comes around, that doesn't mean you eat candy for breakfast, right? You know, it's like, you know, you, you it's great to celebrate, but, but celebrate or have that whatever you would have in proportion to what you would have anyway, maybe a little bit more if you wanted to, to call the celebration a little bit more cake, but not the whole cake, right? I can remember in college, I would give up, uh, alcohol for men mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm not kidding you, on Saturday night, we would all be out at some, you know, bar. Yep. <laughs> and at the stroke of midnight, I'd go up to the bar and get a beer, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's like, so in retrospect, you're looking back, it's like, you know, why do you give up the things that you give at Lynn? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good segue into really the, the, the meat of the topic is that we were on the phone uh, yesterday. It was like, you're talking about Lent and what you're giving up and, and, Going to the Ash Wednesday uh, Mass and hearing, and, and that had it in my head already, but it was like hearing 
Father Jonathan like speaking about it, just you know, and, and we were talking, and you were mm-hmm. saying like this, this like, we're gonna, I'm gonna do it right, and you know, I just mm-hmm. really want to make it make it count because I'm with you, man. Every it seems that every um, you know, leading up to what's the what's the Sunday the the pink where they wear pink vestments mm-hmm. in um, it's like the week before I right. think yeah. So it's like five weeks in. You got one more week of Lent left. They they give you the the pink Sunday saying it's uh-huh. almost here and somebody can tell me what the name of that is. Gaudete Sunday know. or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's like whenever I, I'm I'm there, it's like Lent's almost over and I blew it. Right. I didn't really and, and I know we've talked about Lent before on the podcast, but you know set the purpose of Lent, the Lenten sacrifice, is that we're supposed to get closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I and I kind of do struggle at. You know, how does giving up sweets right. get me closer to Christ? How does giving up anything get me closer to Christ? So I've really been, you know, been leading up to this, just praying. It's like, you know, God, help me understand how I can be closer to you. And like we said yesterday, I was on the phone with you. I know what, what keeps me from Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fear. It's anxiety. Yeah. It's not trusting in him. How do you give up those things? Right. I mean, I would love, you know, please tell me. Mm-hmm. I would love to. And, um, so those are the things that are driving my Lent this year is I'm trying to focus on, okay, what's a tangible thing that I could do without that may be causing me anxiety. I don't, I mean, and I'm looking for it. So at dinner yesterday, I was talking to Kim and the boys, we were out for Kim's birthday and, um, and I was like, you know, I've kind of given up everything and nothing all Uh at the same time. Like right now as a, as a base, I'm kind of falling back to the, um, the Exodus 90, I was, oh, I did nice. Exodus 90 yep. last year. Yep. And, um, there's like a lot of stuff right. you know, that, that you don't do and, and do. And it's like, just for right now, I'm just kind of following that. Cause I don't really know what I'm going to hone in on. Mm-hmm. I want it to be something tangible though. Right. And I have given up social media Yeah. and good. I'm not going to do everything, anything on Sunday. Yeah. So it's going to be straight through. Cause yeah. I, cause you know, just a little background on our family. We have three birthdays during Lent. Mm-hmm. Kim's was yesterday. Evan and Elliot's are both within a week of each other at the end of March. And, of course, you're going to have cake and ice cream yeah. or whatever yeah. on a birthday. And um, and I will obviously partake of that. But it's like whenever you have those three celebrations and Sundays, mm-hmm. it's really, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, for this year, I'm like... I'm going straight through. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I remember, and the reason why I'm doing it this year, I'm not like making the kids or anything do it. The reason why I'm doing it like that this year is I can remember last year at the end of it going, you know, I probably should have just gone all the way through with my Lenten sacrifices mm-hmm. and it probably would have been better. Yeah. And then like when on Easter Sunday, it would have been that much more, you know, special. Right. Well, and that, so that's exactly where I was at last year. And I think that's a good point as I got to Easter Sunday. It was like Easter Sunday didn't have a lot of meaning because I didn't have a meaningful Lent, I guess, you know, I mean, I just, by the middle of Lent, I didn't have anything going on. And, you know, we do the same thing. It's, um, you know, spring break, we've got Aaron's birthday. Usually my parents come into town for that week, you know, so any sacrifice you give up gets interrupted pretty early and that's what happened last year. And so, yeah, for this year, um, started working up towards it early. You know, it's the, we always joke about it. it happens every year. It's always on the calendar, you know, for like birthdays and Christmases and all these things that we like put off and then, you know, so trying not to do that this year for birthdays and everything else as well. But, um, you know, leading up to it, what can I do? You know, what can I like add, you know, that sort of thing. And, and then really doing like an examination of conscience and like, okay, well, what, what habit is it? What habit do I have 
that not maybe so much on in the direction you were going in terms of like, what could I sacrifice that would get me closer to Christ? But what could I sacrifice that would be a good behavior to help, you know, just strengthen that, you know, fasting muscle, if you will, um, to help deny myself for the bad things by denying myself the good things. And, um, you know, so Father Mike, um, and I forget his last name. Yeah, Schmidt maybe. Um, He had a, a couple of great little YouTube videos on this, right, about, you know, what's really the the purpose of giving something up and, you know, it's okay to give up candy if, you know, it's going to have meaning, right? And and it's about the meaning that you're putting into it. Um, And so, you know, giving up what you're giving up, make it spiritual. It doesn't have to necessarily bring you closer to Christ because he makes the argument about, you know, it's it's really about controlling that um, desire. We talked a little bit about last time too, the desire for goodness and controlling that, you know, in the, in the small things so that in the bigger things, you can also turn away from that. Um, and so, you know, so I'm giving up alcohol, um, and I'm going to try to clean the litter box every day, you know, just cause that's something that, you know, nobody likes to do. And and it's in the laundry room where Aaron has to do laundry. And so that's my like giving, you know, thing. and then for, uh, once a week, I'd like to get back to, um, the chapel and I haven't defined like hour a week or, you know, anything like yeah. that. I was just trying to go, you know, trying to get in there. The, um, and, and then, so that hopefully becomes a, more of a habit, right? Yeah. I, and I, it was funny because I listened, um, it just so happened to come up on my phone, our podcast from last year where we were talking about Lynn mm. and I was like, Oh, let me listen to this. And, and it was like there, then I was like, my advice was, um, try to stick with one thing and do it well. Yep. And I, and I still believe that it's just, I don't know what that one thing would be for me this mm-hmm. year. And I want to obviously participate in Lent and do it, uh, do it right. So it's, um, again, this kind of searching, seeking of what is it that I could do? What is it, you know, how would, how would you tell somebody like, you know, what they're doing? How do you make that connection on something from the surface? Mm-hmm. That's maybe, you know, just a sacrifice and then how, how do you, how do you just make that association where this is a, a good thing? So, I mean, you just, you just mentioned the, just the act of doing without is maybe a, an act of the will, mm-hmm. but I mean, for, for this, for one person that, that might not be, you know, on board with, with that from a, if they want to look at it from a standpoint of, getting closer to Christ, right? you know, how does giving up this, or, or do you just go back and say, okay, Lent's not really about getting closer to Christ. Lent is about, um, controlling yourself, which I, I really, I kind of disagree if that's what mm-hmm. Father Mike is saying, which, you know, so I'm that's not to disagree with the priest, but yeah. he's not um, saying that that's what Lent is about. He's saying that the, one of the reasons why we fast throughout all of our, our history and throughout scripture is one of the reasons you fast is so that you can have better self-control. It's about self-management and that prevents you from sinning because you'll have that better self-management. So I was just thinking, you know, you're giving up social media. That's a, that's an amount of time during the day, which would be really good to turn into something that could bring you into closer to Christ. And so that's kind of the way to look at it, right? It's not, well, I'm going to, I'm giving up social media, but um, I'm going to take that time to watch sports center. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, that you don't, you know, it's kind of the same, like, you know, so giving up alcohol, like I did, it's like, okay, well, well now in the evening, I'm kind of craving like that. It's kind of just a habit to sit down and have a beer. Now it's like, 
I can feel myself like, well, well, maybe I'll just go get some munchies out of the kitchen instead. Like, it's not <laughs> like, you know, it, it's all about yeah. that, that self-control and filling that space with something as well, I think is important, especially when you're, you know, giving up social media is fantastic. Giving up a, um, you know, the, in terms of getting closer to Christ, right? If you're, if your habit in the morning was to wake up, start the pot of coffee, get on Facebook, which I do, right? And then as the coffee brews, you just sit there and you're just checking Facebook for, five minutes while the coffee drips in the background, like, okay, we'll give up social media, but then add scripture reading into yeah, that time, right? Fill like that. that, fill that time. Yeah. Cause I really oh, think it's yeah. about the, the, the changing the habits to get you closer to Christ. Yeah. So yeah. help me then, but I, I do want to give up something mm-hmm. like anxiety. <laughs> I want right? to give up something yeah. like fear mm-hmm. and, you know, I want to, I want to give up those things. How, how do you give up those things? What would you, and, and, I'm, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it out there like that question, obviously knowing that you can't just give up anxiety, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, what would your advice be for me? You know, I, I do, and I'm, I'm asking you sincerely. Yeah. It's like, I, I get so anxious about certain things that I can feel my heart rate kind of palpitate yeah, sometimes yeah. when I'm thinking about a situation, I'm driving to work and I think about this thing that's coming up and I just feel that like rush or when you, it's like, this worry that's on, you know, how, mm-hmm. what would your advice be to help me with that? So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take it in one direction and I don't know where it's going to lead me. So we'll see if it works. Yeah. Um, but you the, land the bird. What's that? Are you going to land the bird? Uh, the <laughs> airplane land this one. We haven't said that in like two podcasts. Um, so thinking along the lines of doing something, not giving something up. So I can't think of anything you could do to give up anxiety, right? Because like you're saying that you can't do that, right? But to add something under that spirit of, of, uh, you know, either give something up or add something new, um, maybe there's, there's something you could add into your daily practice, your daily reading, your daily, um, you know, you know, maybe some investigations or whatever. And and what I was thinking along the lines is you, if you know those times or those situations that cause anxiety, then take some time, you know, and this is going to sound super like psychologist and that's not my intent, but, you know, take some time to, to maybe reflect on those before it happens. So just like in sports, you know, where you, before the big game, you're going to visualize, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to throw this route and I'm going to have this play. And, you know, and I'm going to make sure that, you know, I stay calm during the play. I'm going to make sure that when my, you know, I'm about to make the the free throw, I'm going to close my eyes and calm myself down. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, a practice during the day that you could add where you can say, okay, you know, I've, I've know I got this big thing at work on Thursday. Part of my prayer life is going to be on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about how I know I usually react to the situation and then just kind of visualizing it in your mind, you know, praying for, for guidance and help that you walk yourself through that like visualization that. And, and then don't let that anxiety come on. And then on Wednesday, same thing, right? So you're adding a practice yeah. into your life, but do it, you know, with, with some spiritual guidance and with some, you know, prayerful reflection. And, the, and then that way, as it gets closer to those situations, you may not even have the situation, no, 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 right? No, this is really good because um, as you're speaking, I'm just imagining myself doing this. And what, what's coming to my mind is the fact that if I'm in reaction mode, which it seems like I'm always in reaction mm-hmm. mode, that's, that's why. Yeah. Whereas if, if I do what you're suggesting, that's being proactive in a sense of, well, you know that there are some things that are coming up. 
So being more proactive to something of how you just walk your way through it mm-hmm. is being a proactive way. I really like that. Thank yeah. you. And make it, I mean, make it part of a, your prayer. Practice, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? All, so, all things in prayer. I mean, yeah. my, my prayer on the way to work is, is generally, you know, protect me on my commute, mm-hmm. <laughs> get there safely and home back to my family. But while I'm there, I want to do a good job for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. I really do. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's a, a sincere prayer that I pray on, on the way to work in the morning. And, uh, so yeah, I, I um, I'm going to do that. Well, let's see how it works. That's awesome. So yeah. I, I hope, I hope that, um, you know, everybody's Lent is fruitful. You know I mean? I, I, I think that I still believe that for, for a child, it's really, it's really beneficial for them, even though they don't like it to give up something that's, that's hard, like mm-hmm. the sweets and the sodas and, and all of that. But as you mature in the faith, I I find that it's that having that added something, be it like you mentioned, time in the chapel mm-hmm. or time reading scripture, you know, that's a, those are really good things that that I think lead up, leading up to Easter, especially like if you can find a way to, you know, you know, like lead your leading like lead your readings up like through maybe the Paschal mystery, mm-hmm. like through all of that to where. You know your readings are ending with the passion, and then you know here you are. You've you've just read that. I mean, and I know that that the mass follows that as well. But mm-hmm. you know, maybe digging digging a little bit deeper, maybe with some some side yeah, stuff. Yeah, that would be cool to build up. You know that Easter that build up to Easter. That'd yeah, cool. we build up to Christmas, right? We need to build up to Easter in in a similar fashion, right? Give it the you know, and and I think yeah, that's a good point. Though. I mean, the build up to Christmas for me. Is um, is completely muddled by the commercialized mm-hmm. nature of Christmas mm-hmm. in our society, which I mean we've obviously partaken in. Yep, we're we're guilty of that. Um, you know, and Easter doesn't have that, and it's awesome. Yep. I mean, for Lent, six weeks. You know, I mean, it's a. I love it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I was I was telling the boys it was it was in, uh, it was in January. It just it was like like a spring day. Mm-hmm. It was a Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it feels like a Friday in Lent. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And yeah. I was like, I want fried fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, give me some fried fish. And my oh, kids yeah. were like, why do you want it to be Lent? Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, <laughs> I, don't know, I just, I love it. You mm-hmm. know, I wish, I wish, uh, I wish Advent was longer. You oh, know? yeah. Just, you know, whenever you light those candles and you're on that journey, it's just those four candles go by so quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, wow, Lent, or Advent's already over. And same thing with Lent. You know, it's like. Whenever you get to the end and you wish you had more time to do your, you know, your sacrifices Absolutely. or your practice as well, you know, it's, anyway, I love it. Yep. I love Lent. Well, good. Thanks, Chad. That was a good podcast. Yeah, I liked it. I, and thank you for your, your advice. Yeah, you bet. I hope it works. So yeah. thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Catholic Dads Podcast. Find us on Facebook after Lent and uh, YouTube and podcast and wherever fine uh i guess chocolates are sold if you didn't give them up for lunch i will i will obviously be posting this on facebook but i won't i promise i won't scroll while i'm up there i'll just post and get off saint joseph pray for us
Yeah, yeah, I think Lent. Okay. It's <laughs> a great intro. <laughs> Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic healthcare ministry to provide an affordable health sharing solution rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at MyCatholicHealthcare.com slash podcast. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com slash podcast.